Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues. We travel to Danielson, Connecticut. We're going to meet with Papa Joe DeMaio after we talk about a book. You know, you meet, you fall in love, you commit to each other. That's the easy part. But somehow, after two years or so, things begin to be challenging. Emotions and flair have waned. We disagree more, feeling disillusioned at times. Well, this period of disappointment can last a long time, even years. That's usually when couples seek out therapists to help learn better communication skills. Two years after Forever, a relationship workbook is dedicated to help couples find that effective communication. This guidebook, sort of a how-to book, teaches you some skills to learn about communication deficiencies you might likely have, but better. It offers exercises to improve those skills and be better communicators, better partners. Two Years After Forever is not a self-help book. It's a workbook. You have to do the work. And if you do these exercises together and apply the lessons learned, you will absolutely see a difference in all your relationships, particularly lasting into the future, like forever. Two Years After Forever, author Mike Pollard, 30-Year Therapist. Two Years After Forever, available at Amazon today and at twoyearsafterforever.com. Available now and forever. With Papa Joe DeMaio or DeMaio, and I'm going to call you DeMaio because I'm a big hockey fan and there used to be a goaltender for the Islanders named Rob DeMaio. But you go by both, right, Papa Joe? Yeah, I do go by both and mostly just Papa Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, I only put the DeMaio, DeMaio in there because uh, there's a few other people going by Papa Joe. And I want people to know who the original is. <laughs> How did uh, What's the evolution of Papa Joe? How did that come about? Well, actually, I started uh, quite a few years back. One of my grandsons, of which I have 10, uh, oh, wow. he was about two years old at the time, and he couldn't say Papa at all. He used to say Paca with a K. Oh. And a couple of years later, I wound up getting a baseball cap that said Paca Joe on it. And people would ask me about it, and I'd tell them the story, and they go, oh, okay. And then one day, somebody looked at it and said, Papa Joe. I said, there it is. I'm changing. <laughs> so I went, I started going by Papa Joe. And then uh, after uh, doing a, a six-show tour with Eddie Money, Pat Travis, Joey Mulland, and a few other big no names. No kidding. Wow. Uh, I decided to start a band to get my music down tight and on to CD or record or whatever. And uh, every name we chose starting with the first name, which was Osmosis, every name was copyrighted or trademarked. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? Musicians come and go, but I'll always be Papa Joe. So we came up with The Papa Joe Show. That's so clever. I love that. I love it, especially if musicians come and go. I'll always be Papa Joe. Yeah. That's a great tagline. <laughs> I can't <laughs> help it. I rhyme everything almost. So who's in the show? Let's go through your, your bandmates. Right now, the the uh, lineup we're with now is Earl Trudeau, 
who's known as Dusty Vinyl on bass. He's out of Lebanon, Connecticut. I have uh, Steve Nowicki on drums, and he's out of Rhode Island. Uh, I believe it's West Warwick or Coventry. And then Dan Boylan out of Woodstock, Connecticut, is, is my guitarist now. At one time, we were a five-piece band. And then during COVID, when we recorded the CD through Love and War, one of our members died shortly after it Ooh. was released. The drummer, Bob, Bobby Bam Bam Trahan, phenomenal drummer, he, uh, he died just before it was released. He didn't even get a chance to hear it. Then after that, the bass player on the CD, Chris Travaris, he left the band also because I think he couldn't take coming to rehearsals and seeing Bobby's kit without Bobby there, you know, yeah. and yeah. I understand it. So, you know, I rebuilt the band a couple times since then. And now I've got this nice power trio behind me and we bring in guests from time to time. That's cool. That's cool. That evolution of how bands survive so many things, you know, oh, it's yeah. tragic it, it's, stuff. Yeah. It's been like 15 years of going in and out, in and out. And then, yeah. COVID hit and took out like a year and a half. And it's like, now I'm starting all over again, pretty much. But I've got some great performers behind me. So it works out. The question I ask a lot is your music identity. Because you've got a variety of different sounds that I've listened to. So if I was to hire the Papa Joe show, what kind of music? Am, if I walk in, I see a banner outside that says tonight, Papa Joe show. What am I going to walk into? You're going to walk into a treat because we play pretty much everything from swing to metal. I mean, we do Motorhead and we do Jonathan Edwards. We do, you know, everything in between. We even do some reggae. We do some punk. Uh, but what we try to do is fit our shows to the venue and the crowd. Right. So like say we have a crowd or a venue that's um, mainly classic rock. We'll play a lot of classic rock. Of course, we still do our originals, which is almost every genre around. Uh -huh. uh, we try to navigate towards the venue and the crowd, bring that kind of a show to them. Uh, if it's more of a blues place, we'll, we'll throw more blues than classic rock and rock and hard rock. But we still like to mix it up because we are the swing to metal band. Yeah, it's such a great identity, too, to, to be that versatile and to be that malleable. You know, you get to a crowd and and sometimes you'll be at a show where the crowd changes, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a uh, matter of fact. The proof of that is one of the songs on my CD, uh, Lucky, which is pretty heavy uh, on the CD. I got to play that acoustically at an all metal show. Wow. <laughs> uh, opening up for a band called Westfield Massacre that my son Ira was in at the time. Uh -huh. He told me to bring my guitar so that we could jam before he went on stage. I didn't think anything of it. I just brought it and we jammed downstairs for a little bit. He goes, come on upstairs, bring your guitar too. Kind of got a little flaky feeling there. And then when <laughs> we got upstairs, it was like, uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to introduce my father, Papa Joe DeMeo. This is a song he wrote about Vietnam. Need I say more? And there I am on stage going, 
What? Yeah, a metal group, <laughs> a, a metal crowd. So I started, and the first few notes of that song are kind of slow and easy, yeah. and people are like, oh, you can see their faces tightening up, going, uh-oh, uh-oh. But then as soon as I got into the meat of the song, crowd just erupted. I was like, I almost choked. <laughs> I finished the song, and I couldn't believe it. I've got a video of it that I share every once in a while just because it's so amazing how an acoustic guitar and a solo voice won over a, a metal crowd because they're versatile people. They're mm -hmm. into music. They're not just metalheads. They're into music itself and the meaning and the words, and this, that, and the other. Matter of fact, halfway through when we hit the chorus, they started clapping and singing. <laughs> it was great. That's awesome. Now, do you remember the band? I think it was called Extreme. And they were oh, yeah. really heavy metal. And their big hit was a love ballad of all things. Yeah, more than yeah, words. It, 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 yeah, more than words. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's one we do once in a while. The story that I heard about that was that the record producer said, you're starting to sound the same. Can't you come up with something different? And they come out with this chart-busting yeah. love ballad that's just amazing. I probably heard that song a couple of years before I found out that that was that the band Extreme was a metal band. Yeah, it's same here. I, I had heard it quite a few times, and then I realized, found out who it was. I was like, wow. <laughs> And that that was another reason that I liked it so much. Not only that the song just touched me, yeah, uh, and and it it had such meaning for me myself, but to find out that it was done by somebody that was so heavy, no it, kidding, you know, it, yeah. it's great. So, do you write for the Papa Joe show? Do you write all the music that all the originals, or does you know maybe yeah, I, Dan or I Earl? Wrote uh, I wrote all 12 songs on the CD through Love and War. Okay. And I've, I'm writing, I've got like half an album left uh, for the next one. And the rest of the band is going to pitch in and we're going to collaborate on the rest of the album. It's a real interesting process. And in talking with singer-songwriters like I do on this show, how the songwriting process evolves or gets people come at the songwriting process from so many different directions. There's yeah. no set rule on how to write a song. No, there isn't. And, and that's something that I love about music is because uh, I try to be different in everything I do, but yet still be close enough to the, the mainstream that people will want to listen. Uh -huh. Um, and like I picked up uh, my songwriting habits kind of from Three Dog Night because they would come, one guy would come in with a, an idea and then people would work on their parts and then they'd put it all together. And that's pretty much what I did with my 12 songs. I wrote, wrote them all pretty much acoustically. Some were written on electric guitar, but then I'd bring in the members and show them what I got, and then they'd add their pieces. Why Three Dog Night? Out of all the bands, of because we're about the same age, so of our era, of all the bands to speak to you, why Three Dog Night? Because I loved what I saw on one of their albums when I very first got into them. They had this uh, songwriter on, on the B-side of the albums 
would be songs from different songwriters that they knew or were trying to promote. Uh -huh. And one of them was this song called Your Song. Oh, wow. Elton John. Elton John, yeah. And I, when I saw that, and then I held it right next to the Elton John album, I'm like, summon a bitch. They <laughs> gave him the start. I like these guys. And I just started following them. And then I started doing Never Been to Spain and all, yeah. you know, and all their songs. I started doing them. And uh, now we do a few of them here and there, but not as much as I used to in the past. My first radio gig done in Joplin, Missouri, and you would have loved this, Holiday Inn Banquet Hall there in town or something, had a concert featuring The Grassroots, Three Dog Night, and Iron Butterfly. Oh, my God. And, and, I would have loved it. And what, what had happened was when those bands broke up, everybody got something. And it might have been like the, the, the sound man got the name. The bass player got the name. The other guy got the name. And this guy in Phoenix found the people that had the copyright name to those bands. Those bands, those three. And then he had several others. Yep. He hired studio musicians to copy Three Dog Night, Grassroots, et cetera, et cetera. And they came out and did those songs, but they were in their 20s and 30s. And these songs were already 30 years old, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, maybe not 30 years, but like but, yeah, 15 years <laughs> old or whatever. We got to see Three Dog Night, Iron Butterfly, and... uh the grassroots all under one billing at a holiday Inn banquet hall. It was so cool. And then yeah. we talked with them afterwards and uh, that, that's how we found the story that it really wasn't the original guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. That's cool. My very first gig, I was about nine years old and we played in this little club up on a, a, an all Italian neighborhood and in a bar, even though I was underage, uh -huh. I got to go in and we were doing, Iron Butterflies uh, in the Gata Vida. Oh, wow. And my very first gig. What were you playing then? <laughs> were you guitar then? Or? I was just singing then. Oh, okay. Because you're, yeah, just... you're the lead vocalist, too, for the Papa Joe show, yeah. correct? Yes, yeah. yes. I am the lead vocalist of the Papa Joe show. And I think Dusty Vinyl sings a little and Steve sings a little bit. But Yeah, they both do singing and backups. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. they sing the song itself, and I do no that. No kidding. Okay. We, so, we try to keep it the Papa Joe show just that. It's not just the band. We put on a show. We, we're funny. We're exciting. We get involved with the crowd itself and get the crowd involved in what we're yeah. doing. And we just have a good time. My son-in-law and his family are from Westport, Connecticut. Uh, yeah. Would they have seen you someplace? I'm not familiar That's with a possibility because uh, I've been around for about 15 years now. Okay. Okay. And I've played throughout Connecticut, uh, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Long Island. Uh, where else? I think that's about it for now. Yeah. Yeah. In those 15 years. I'll, I'll, anyway. run, I'll run your name by them and see if they've ever run across yeah. you. And if not, tell them to check for me. There I'll we go. There. <laughs> so let's talk about the first song here. It's called Accidental Intoxication. It's like, whoops, I drank too much. <laughs> uh, well, kind of, but here's what happened. I, I was invited to a songwriter in the round in Rhode Island where normally they invite people at the beginning of the month and then they, they see them at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. Well, they only, it was like two weeks into it and somebody had dropped out. 
So they contacted me and said, can you write a song in two weeks? This is the theme, accidental intoxication. I said, sure, let me see what I can do. Well, just about that time, I heard a story about a friend who uh, is a medical marijuana patient, and he was having a really rough day. Uh, I mean, he was in a lot of pain. He couldn't mm -hmm. think straight, couldn't function. So his wife decided she was going to make him a special dinner of this chicken and cream broccoli, but she was going to use his cannabis oil to oh. see if it would help him. She forgot one thing. She ate the dinner, too. <laughs> and that's pretty much what the song is about. And I asked them if it was okay to write a song about it. And they said, as long as you don't mention names, go ahead. So I did the song and then I sent it to my oldest son, who's a heavy metal guitarist for uh, Bullet Boys, Metal Church, Dokken, uh, Violence, all kinds of metal bands. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, throw some leads on this for me, will you? And he did exactly what I expected him to do. And that's where that song comes in now. That's so funny. I got to listen to this. We got to listen to this. So we're with the Papa Joe show from Danielson, Connecticut on the Music of America podcast. The first song we're going to listen to, Accidental Intoxication. <laughs>
Intoxication with the Papa Joe Show from Danielson, Connecticut. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, on the Music of America podcast. Are you a 30-watt amp guy? I've got a 50, got a 100-watt amp. i got a couple of 30s. But this 30-watt amp from Landry Amps beats them all. It's the LS30. comes from Bill Landry taking the lower gain section of his distortion channel, made one channel, lower wattage EL34 powered amplifier. Then he divided it one channel into two with a shared tone stack. Add a few switches for brightness, separate gain controls, master volumes, and bam, the LS30 from Landry Amps with all the goodness of an EL34. The clean channel can transition from beautifully clean to slightly distorted, while the distortion channel has two levels of gain for rhythm or lead, all operated with a foot switch, plus it features tube buffered effects loops and reverb all this barely over 25 pounds the ls30 from landry amps landry amps on youtube and landryamps.com years ago i was in a radio station and the format was called alham's music of your life i don't know if you remember that it hit back in the i'm going to say the mid 80s and what it was was music of like the big band era We'd play Glenn Miller. We played Benny Goodman. And it was my mom and dad's audience that they targeted, the 55 plus, because you just couldn't find good big band music. So I've got reintroduced to all of that music then. When I heard the music that you sent me, and you sent me, you call it five foot two. The song is anybody, has anybody seen my gal? So my gal. Right. It's 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 the same song, right? Yes, it is, except that I redid the lyrics totally. The music is just a little bit different than the original, mm-hmm. and I've also copyrighted it. Oh, no kidding. Okay. So when, when I heard this song, I'm like, I noticed that there was something different, and that's fine. That's artistic embellishment or whatever they call that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then I'm, I'm trying to sing along with it. I'm like, those aren't the words. Those aren't the words. <laughs> <laughs> that's because what we did is we took five foot two, and I turned it into a, a dedicated song for female veterans and, and military personnel. Uh-huh. That's why the second verse, you'll hear me say, stockings of green, has any uh, soldier clothes. Right, right. Yeah. That's fun. So since we're talking about it, I'm going to just jump right into and play that song right now. And then I want to come yes. back. Let's let's just, just do this because I, I had... I, I've been waiting for months to to talk to you about this song, <laughs> just to talk about <laughs> about that segue, about or that 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 whole format, that music of your life format that came out. And I don't know if you remember that, but it was like for our parents' era, and yeah, yeah. It, it was big bands to Doris Day. Yeah, and then I, yeah. you know, so I'm sitting there. And I, I, I think I may have listened a couple times because I grew up with that. 
you know, exactly. In the house. Exactly. And then when I hear this song, I'm like, I can't wait to talk to you about this. Funny story, though. When yep. I first brought this song to the band, the lineup that I had at the time, I guess maybe 13 years ago, I brought this song in and the band members all shook their heads like, no, nah, man, ain't no way. Nobody's going to want it. We were at a show and nobody was dancing. I said, screw it, five foot two. Soon as we started, the dance floor flooded with people. How fun. After that, the band members no longer doubted my, <laughs> my suggestions. So it worked out pretty good. This is out of format for me usually because we usually talk longer and then I bring in the second song. But because I brought it up, we're just going to pop in this and do this now. Yeah, pop it right on. Let's do it. We're going to pop it in with Papa Joe, five foot two. Green 
bet your ass it ain't her. Can she love? Can she woo? Could she, could she, could she who has anybody seen my gal? back with more for you the papa joe show <laughs> seen the papa joe show there we go the papa joe show from connecticut the music of america podcast continues i've got a message for bass players though so bass players listen up the bag it's a high quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the united states with the finest craftsmanship and beautiful sophisticated very cool overall appearance they're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available, and they're meant to last a lifetime. Literally, they have over 30 years in the leather industry. They're extremely proud to introduce the line of gig bags targeted to both the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice. Their hope is that you'll love the bags as much as they do. The bag from Tony Vaughn Base Bags, www.tonyvaughn.com. Dot com. Tony Vaughn hails from your era. I don't know if you ever crossed paths with him or not. He's a blues bass player. Uh, I may have run across him uh, because I I have uh, over 92 or more different musicians on call just in case yeah. I have a gig and somebody drops out. Uh-huh. Because uh, in 15 years, I think I've only canceled one time. And that was because I had an emergency surgery. Wow. First of all, that's that's a heck of a track record. You know, yeah, I think so. The Papa Joe show, Danielson, Connecticut, began with Joe playing or singing at nine years old at a pub. Yeah. So when did you actually, you've always been singing. So 
you play guitar. Was that your first instrument? Uh, actually, no. Uh, the instruments I went went through between middle school and high school, I went from violin to cello to bass, stand-up bass, to drums, to cornet, to French horn. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> then, then later on in life, I got into keyboards, and I started actually playing guitar when I got home from Vietnam, my girlfriend gave me an old 1950s mahogany acoustic harmony guitar. Uh-huh. I started fiddling around with it. And then when I got the Wanderlust and walked across the country, I took it with me. And that's when I started writing my songs acoustically and uh, getting them going. And then 50 years later, I put out the CD. <laughs> <laughs> so you toured. You toured solo, walking across the country with you and your Yeah, guitar. pretty much. And, but I didn't play for people. Uh, I was uh, very agoraphobic, even though I was out in the open walking across the country and once in a while hitchhiking. Uh, I couldn't be around crowds or anything like that after Vietnam, so I... Uh, pretty much stayed to myself and the guitar was just my therapy. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I would write for therapy. And as you can tell from some of the songs on the CD, uh, some of those songs were therapy about Vietnam. About your, right? The rest were just about how love brought me away from all that guilt, anger and stuff like that, that I had going on. Yeah. Then I started playing guitar and then I became a good rhythm guitar player. And uh, I was the rhythm guitar player for my band until a couple of years ago when the doctors informed me that after getting all those injections in my fingers, <laughs> I now have what's called pseudo gout, which is calcium deposits in the joints. Oh. So I can't play guitar anymore. And that's why I just bring musicians with me and I just sing. Yeah. Play a little harmonica. Uh, you know, percussion stuff, but that's it. Man, that's tough. Did you play when you were deployed? Play over? Uh, no, actually, most of the time when I was younger, before I went into the service, I always had bands that backed me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd go try out. They had me singing. Well, yeah, definitely. All right. The basic high school stuff, we'd do battle of bands, yeah. dance here or there. And then when I got out, when I finally got back from Vietnam and went across country, I got out to Viet- uh, to California where I met my wife for 44 years now. We got together and just before we came back to the East Coast, I was supposed to open for Tower of Power at the California State Fair, but I was so homesick, I just said, screw it. We sold everything and I tailed it back east. So take me through that. You're hitchhiking across the country with just a guitar on your back, and now you're opening for a tower of power. What happened there? <laughs> uh, well, I I started picking up musicians in my neighborhood, and we started sounding pretty good. Uh-huh. And I sent in a video, or somebody saw one of our shows, handed me a card and said, give me a call. So I give him a call, and he goes, Okay, this year, State Fair, California. I, I forgot where in California. He goes, we want you to open up the show. I said, well, who's playing? And they go, Tower of Power. I said, all right. <laughs> you know, to me, it's just whatever. 
as long as I'm on stage, I'm happy. Really? So I don't care who else is there. <laughs> but then I had started my PTSD from mm. Vietnam about that time. Yeah. Not knowing that's what I was going through. I thought I was just homesick. So that's why we came back to the East Coast and uh, to Rhode Island, where I was born, which changed a whole lot. Uh, and I, I moved from there to just over the border to Connecticut. So I'm still close to Rhode Island and Mass. That's why I love where I'm at because I can hit all three states. Sure. Where I'm at. But yeah, once I got back to, uh, it was funny because I'm telling everybody, yeah, we're going to open the Tower of Power. Blah, blah, blah. I think my band did it without me. I'm not sure. <laughs> you. <laughs> That's funny. Now you've got ninety some odd musicians. You say you pull from because if let's say you're doing a show in uh, in Nantucket, and yeah. then you get called to Providence and say, yeah. "Hey, we want you to do a show here," and the drummer says, "Hey, I, I can't, man. I got or your bass player's gonna." You've got a whole pool of people that not only you just call up, but they know your stuff. Yeah, most of them know my stuff because uh, as I approach each and every one that I think would fit. I hand them a CD and tell them, listen to it, because someday I may call you up. And then they'll say, well, send me your, your cover list. I'll say, well, I'll have to wait until I call you because it changes from every show. Right, right. I've got hundreds of songs to pick from, you know, and more coming in all the time. Uh, matter of fact, we just added a new country song, uh, the Jason Aldean song. Oh, did you? Okay. Try it. Yeah, gotta have that one in there. That's all me, you know. I try not to get political on this show, and so far I've done a good job. But have have you seen a song take off like that? That was so politically driven. Uh, it, and for and that might not even be the right phrase. But since the '60s, man, I've not seen a song get people up in arms like yeah. this. I haven't seen since Blood Rock did DOA. DOA, good song. I have Hard not seen such such craziness. And the thing is, I've watched this video several times, and I scrutinize pieces, mm -hmm. and the the left is just pushing it. That's that's all I can see. Well, because I mean, the other the other side of it, because I have to be devil's advocate because I get oh yeah, you but have the other to. side of it is uh, well, for example, like a, a guy I was having a Facebook debate. Guy brought this up. The song is. Talking about small towns, but Jason Aldean's smallest town he's ever lived in was in some place in Florida. It's like 80,000, 90,000 people. So, yeah, I saw yeah. that too. Yeah. So, so what's, you know, but, what's this but really at the about? same time, he does have a place outside of Nashville that a lot of people may not know about because um, Candace Owens, when she moved to, to that area, she was greeted and welcomed by Jason Aldean's wife. Yeah, I heard that interview just yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, the whole thing is too out of whack anyway. You know, I, it's, nowadays it's a, I, I'm, I'm at that point where I go by that little Bible phrase of hold on to your beliefs. Because from now until the end, if you don't just hold on to what you personally believe in, you're going to be in a world of confusion because everybody's going wacko. It's yeah. almost like uh, we're in Sodom and Gomorrah again. I like uh, my brother quotes Groucho a lot. And he says, these are my, these are my principles. If you don't like them, I've got others, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, these are my principles. If you don't like them, I got others, and I got a scruple or two too. Oh no, that's a ruple. <laughs> now you say you do a, a whole show. You do comedy bits. Do you do like uh, well, routines? I, not on purpose. <laughs> okay, not on purpose. Okay. But I do have this sarcastic streak in me, and uh, quite quite often certain things will bring out comedy in me. Uh, I, I I don't know why things just pop into my head and come out my mouth without a clutch. Uh-huh. And, and and most times it's funny. 90% of the time, I would say it's funny. Uh, according to my wife, eh, maybe not so but much. I think she's <laughs> still learning on getting a sense of humor. I'm going to get her one at 7-Eleven, I think. I hope she's listening and she didn't. Oh, she <laughs> will. She, she supports me all 100%. That's great. Is she from uh, from Rhode Island too? No, actually, I I met her in uh, Sacramento, California. Oh, uh, she was working at a club that I used to fre- frequent after work, and you know, I'd go in. I was a youngster still, uh, almost thirty, but not quite. And I'd go to these places. Plus, they had buffets, three buffets, and they mm-hmm. sometimes they'd have. Uh, Dancers, uh, you know, uh, not uh, what kind of dance? Creative what? dancers. Yeah, creative, not strippers, right. but, you know, belly dancers or okay. something like that. Or okay. they'd have a, a, a local group playing music. And I'd go, I'd dance and have some fun. And uh, one day she comes over. I didn't realize who she was. I just see this gorgeous woman next to me with hair down below her butt and she's wearing one of those cocktail outfits and legs and you know and i'm like wow do those legs go all the way up yeah. and she goes shut the f up what do you want i says whoa this girl don't belong in california she belongs on the east coast <laughs> and we got to be friends but only because i started looking for her as i was coming in and i couldn't find her anywhere so I'd ask the bartender, hey, uh, where's that chick with the long hair? Da, 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 da. And she'd tell me, uh, I don't know. Uh, she was only here for that one night. Da, 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 da. She was oh, a fill-in. Uh, well, a few months later, I find out the bartender was that waitress. Oh. That's the song Intoxicated by Love. Oh, my gosh. How funny. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, she played another... me, and I didn't know it. Yeah, that's funny. But she was trying to be safe, and yeah, it yeah. must have been a good move because we've been together forty-four, 44 years. Four years later, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Well, so you brought up intox or accidental intoxication. The last song we're going to talk about is a song. No, called accidental Me. intoxication is about someone else. Intoxicated by love. Oh, is about sorry. is about how I met my wife. I yeah. actually wrote two songs for that one uh, songwriter's thing. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I got them confused. You're right. <laughs> but the last song of okay. yours we're going to talk about is New Day. Now, tell us what that's about. Oh. Now, New Day, the lyrics were actually written in 1974. I had gotten home from uh, Vietnam only to find out that my parents no longer lived in the house that I thought we lived in. Oh, wow. They had moved because my mom had received a letter saying I was killed in action. Oh my so gosh. they moved from Rhode Island to Maine and didn't tell anybody what the address was or anything like that. I had no way of knowing that song's 
at the end of the album, Not My Home. But when I got home, I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of slept under trucks, played truck stops and stuff, yeah, or yeah. In, a, in an abandoned house or in the woods or whatever, until I could figure out what to do. One day I, I had worked for about a week, so I gained a few bucks. I said, tonight it's a, a motel, a shower, a bed. I'm going to treat myself. Yeah. And I got up the next morning and I was sitting under this tree and I looked up in the sky and there was this cloud in the shape of a cross. And I just said, what am I so mad about? Why am I so angry? Why do I feel guilty? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I started writing these lyrics. Uh, about two years later, I had a guitarist named Billy DeLong. And we worked on the music for it. Then we parted ways and I forgot the music. So I rewrote it, the music and everything. Uh -huh. But I kept the lyrics and it seemed to fit what I was playing. And then I call it my off jazz tune. Because if you, when you're listening to it, it got so many different things going on. Yeah, and it really does. It, it, and, and even when I wrote it, I thought it was hey, this is an easy song for people. And then the musicians I had play it told me, <laughs> no, dude, this is a song that's a song. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. You know, it but really yeah, I wrote, I, I wrote it just out of the clear blue after spending the night in the motel. And it, it happened just like I said. I was sitting under the tree and I said, hey, help me. And, 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 and that happened. That happened. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. We're going to give it a listen. This is a song called New Day by Papa Joe and the Papa Joe Show from Danielson, Connecticut.
song is called New Day, the Papa Joe show on the Music of America podcast. And uh, Papa Joe, this is the shameless self-promotion segment of our show where we talk about what's coming up, where people can find you, where they can buy your music, where they can see you perform, et cetera, et cetera. What's coming up? What's out? What's going on? All righty. Well, first off, uh, the, the CD, Through Love and War, can be found on any digital site worldwide. Uh, you can also buy it through Amazon. Uh, you can also buy it through CD Baby, I believe. Uh, there's a couple other spots, but I can't remember exactly. Uh, as far as shows coming up, we've got a 10-band uh, benefit for veterans, August 26th in Lebanon, Connecticut. It's going to be held on a farm, Woodstock style. No kidding. Outdoors. Uh, you can camp out if you want. It's going to be $25 a person to get in the gate. Uh, we do have 10 incredible bands of different genres. And uh, the Papa Joe Show is actually bringing an all-star band to finish off the night. I have uh, a drummer out of Rhode Island. Uh, Stefan Joseph Sakosha, the drum master on drums, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, I have uh, Michael Huggy Henderson from uh, Massachusetts on guitar. Uh, Dan Boylan, my guitarist, may be with us. We're not positive yet because his other band may be playing. My, my bass player, 
Dusty Vinyl. Uh, we may have Joey uh, Zucchini on keyboards. Joey Zucchini. So, yeah, that's the name he goes by. I, okay. I, I don't know his real name. That's but funny. I do remember the Muppets. And boy, that was a great <laughs> band. <laughs> so the Flying Zucchini Brothers. Anyway, um, yeah, so we're bringing an all-star band to that August 26th. It starts at 12 noon, runs until 10 p.m. at night. It may go later because people will be camping out, spending the night, uh, it, which is all fine and good. All the money is going to Wounded Warrior for that particular thing. Awesome. Uh, we're still looking for a few um, uh, volunteers for to help with parking, uh, set up and tear down. Uh, we still need an extra sound guy because we have someone bringing sound, but uh, he's with one of the bands and he doesn't want to stay for the whole day. I'm going to run sound. He's going to run sound. My bass player will run sound. If we can get one more guy, it'd be great. Uh, what else? How could um, they? How could somebody wants to help out? How can they find you or get in oh, touch? Oh, they with can you? find they can find me on Facebook under Joseph V DeMeo, D E capital M A I O, or go to the Papa Joe Show, or the Papa Joe Family, or Papa Joe DeMeo singer songwriter actor. <laughs> Any three of those will get you to me, or you can just give me a call at eight six zero. 481-0802. And venues out there, we play everything from swing to metal. That's no lie. And whatever kind of show you're looking for, we can bring it to you. Just tell me what you need. And we'll set up a set list. We'll even send it to you ahead of time if you'd like. Uh, but we will play our originals. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, so this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm on all of the basic music sites uh you can find me on youtube okay. all over youtube uh and i don't even know how half of those videos got there <laughs> those are funny those are the fun ones too where somebody's, yeah, they are somebody's rolling tape and all of a sudden they catch like catch a raw moment they're fun well papa joe it's been a blast man i love it uh i love your stories i can't wait to see you guys i'm up in vermont during the summertime so we've talked about coming down to rhode island connecticut down that way and uh, I'll let you know. Do if we let get down me know for sure. And if I head up to New Hampshire or Maine or anything, I'll let you know. We were just in Maine. We went up to Nova Scotia and then we just got oh. back. We went to Maine, uh, went to Bahaba, as they Bahaba. say. Bahaba. Yeah. Bahaba. Oh, yeah. Bahaba. <laughs> and then we came it's back to a couple of places. And just, we just love it. It's, oh, it's beautiful up there. Three hours from where we are in Vermont to get over to Maine. And then, uh, it, we, why we don't go there more often is beyond me. Well, I guess because I, I, I can't keep eating lobster. Lobster. Yeah. Can't keep lobster, eating the lobster. 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 <laughs> Papa Joe, thank you so much. We've been with Papa Joe and the Papa Joe Show from Danielson, Connecticut. Join us tomorrow, the week of Connecticut. And the Music of America podcast wraps up with Joe Blummert. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. 
I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.